Lord. It's always good to look around and see the people of God. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking fine today. Looking fine. <laughs> it is good to see the people of the Lord. It's good to look around and see people kind of getting away from all the things of the world. You, you, do, you, do you know that today is the first day of the week? That, that on this first day of the week, we're just going to get our minds wrapped around the things of God. We're going to approach our Monday already thinking like God thinks, already moving as God moves. And so how awesome it is to see the family of faith and the people of God. I look around and I see the, the, the people of God already hungry. I mean, anybody here today hungry for the word of the Lord? I, I pray, I pray if you're hungry, you know, you got to be hungry. I don't know. How many know that when you're hungry, your food tastes better? I just said something right there to somebody. When you're hungry, your food tastes better. How many know when you have the right appetite, you stay healthy? Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. Look, look, look down at your neighbor and say, yeah, I see what preacher talking about. That when we got a good appetite, we stay healthy. How many know that having a good appetite for the things of God, how we stay healthy spiritually? And so today, I pray that you came ready to hear the word of the Lord. I pray that your mind and your heart is prepared for the entry of the word of the Lord. And so that means that we've got to do a couple things. We've got to be spiritual, right? You can't be in the flesh. So if you've got something going on this evening or you've got some stress in your life or maybe you heard some bad news or there's a situation going on, could I encourage you for a moment just to set that aside? I'm going to put that going to put that on the back burner for the next 40 minutes and I'm going to let God speak to me. I promise you that if you let God speak to you, when you go back to look at your problem, what used to be mountain will be a little anthill. Come on, somebody, because we're going to give perspective to life in the mind of God. So I'm encouraging you to allow the Spirit of the Lord move in your life today. We are in the Inspired series, and I've been having such a wonderful time teaching this series, and I know that I have one more message left next Sunday, and then we're going to be celebrating Mamas on March, uh, on part of May 14. How many know Mother's Day is coming up? I'm not saying that for the ladies. I'm saying that for the guys. Guys, you got to get ready, Doc. You, you got to go spend some money. You got to do something for Mama here in the next week or so. And so we're going to be celebrating Moms here on May 14th. We got a wonderful Mother's Day program. I promise you, ladies, if you come, husbands, if you bring your wives, they're going to be blessed. They're going to be ministered to. They're going to be they're going to be caressed and loved. And and we're just going to celebrate motherhood and all the moms here at Harvest Point on May 14th. So make sure you come out and be part of that. We're going to have an awesome time. So we've got two more messages left in this series, and I'm kind of saving. Well, not maybe not the best for last, but it's you know one of one of the parts of the Holy Spirit that I really want to get into next week. But today we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Watch this, the Great Teacher. The great teacher. We're going to talk about that this morning. I'm going to bless you with some stuff. And I'm going to try to give you something that you don't have. Uh, so that when you leave here today, you're going to be walking in greater relation with the Holy Spirit. And we say amen to that. So I'm going to have you to stand. Open your Bible. St. John. St. John. Chapter 14. I'm actually going to read a few verses here out of St. John. And then, and then I want to read one verse in that particular passage. That I believe is going to be a, a blessing and, and, and a ministration. Uh, to everybody that's here today, and I know that you're going to enjoy this message. You're going to remember this message for years to come. So if you're in St. John chapter 14, I, I, I want to read something to you. Uh, I'm, going to, I, 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 I'm not going to read a whole of the passage, but I want, I want to read a few verses to you. So if you're in St. John 14, I want, to go, I want to go here to verse 16 and 17, 
Uh, in fact, I'll actually read verse 18 and then I'm going to read of itself verse 26 because that's going to be the context of, of most of what I'm preaching about today. So if you're in St. John 14, beginning here at verse 16 through 18 and then I'm going to read verse, I'll read verse 26 and 27. You'll see why I'm doing it like this. Here, beginning here out of my King James Version of my Bible, it says this, St. John 14, 16 says, And I will pray, this is Jesus speaking, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Oh, I like that. Uh, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Oh, isn't that marvelous? Now, now, let me go to verse 26 because Jesus uh, speaks uh, some profound, a profound work of the Spirit of God. Notice what he says. Jesus says this, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. He says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, notice what he says, he shall teach you, you see that? All things. Somebody say all things. That's everything. That's all things. And bring all things, somebody say all things, to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And then I like this, Jesus, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give, giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. And so we're going to get into some stuff. You're going to be blessed today. Y'all ready? We're going to get down with the message. Here we go. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for this time that's been set apart, a time that we can just, just get our minds free, purpose ourselves to hear your word. And Father, we believe that by that word, moved by the Spirit of God, that our lives will be radically altered, radically changed, that we might go out into the world and reflect the image of God to a world that really needs to see the Father. And so I pray today that, that, Father, whatever may be going on in the house of the Lord, whatever the family of faith has come together with, whatever issue, strife, contention, whatever thing, be, be, be it joyful, uh, be it something that caused sadness, I pray that our mind and our attention would be focused on you. Holy Spirit, speak these words to us. Embed them upon us. M massage them down into the recesses of our heart and in our mind that we may be better used of you wherever you may be sending us. We pray your blessing, your help, your strength. And we pray that in Jesus' name, amen. And amen and amen. Listen, before you see that, you know, we always want to try to greet each other. Lord, will you go tell somebody everything you know, the Holy Ghost taught it to you. Go tell them. Say, everything you know, it's the Holy Ghost that taught it to you. Come on, he's the one that taught it. Go tell him everything you know, it's the Holy Ghost that taught it to you. Amen. Everything you know, it's the Holy Ghost that taught it to you. Everything you know, it's the Holy Ghost that taught it to you. Yeah, 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 everything you know. Everything you know, it's the Holy Ghost that taught it to you. I hope you remember that statement. It's a statement of spiritual fact. Everything you know, 
It's the Holy Ghost that taught it to you. Everything you know about Jesus, the Holy Ghost taught it to you. Everything you know about God, the Holy Ghost taught it to you. Anything in the spiritual realm, anything pertaining to God, the things of God, the purposes of God, the will of God, the mind of God, the heart of God, the thought of God, the thought of God even moving, it's the Holy Spirit that taught it to you. You can't think nothing absent of the Holy Ghost, or at least in the spiritual wise. How amazing is the Holy Spirit? How beautiful it is. Look at your neighbor and say, he taught you everything. <laughs> I'm going to slice this pie up. Y'all bear with me, okay? I've got some things I've got to do. And I only get like 40 minutes to do it, so y'all help me now. Of all the things that I would perceive in Christendom, to be the greatest hindrance in the church. Now, mind you, I'm, I've been doing this a long time. Of all of the things that I perceive in the church at this hour, that's, that's the most grievous in the sight of God, is the obscuring of the Holy Spirit. Now, now there's a lot of people that do that intentionally because they have a denominational structure. There's people that don't want you to know just how great the Holy Spirit truly is. Uh, the other may be a result of our negligence, or could I say our ignorance to the things of God. And so it's incumbent upon me as the man of God to come and teach you to help you that you might see just how great the Holy Spirit truly is. You, you need to know that the Holy Spirit is everything. You need to know that. Your spiritual life is on complete dependence, depends completely upon the influence of the Holy Spirit, and you didn't even realize that it was Him. It's the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, part of the issue in the church is that we, we give a symbolism and understanding to the person Christ such that we might comprehend Him. How many know that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God? If I were to ask you, have you ever seen the lamb in the Old Testament? You would rightly say, yes, I've seen him before. He's the Passover. He's the ewe lamb. He's the Paschal lamb. He's Exodus 12 in the reality of the person of Christ. Ah, uh, here we go. But if I asked you, did you see the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament? Uh, most people can't point him out. He's obscure to you. So let me start here. Some of you know the passage of the Bible. Anybody know the book Genesis? You should. It's the first one. <laughs> uh, Genesis chapter 1 begins like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and darkness. The Bible says, and the earth was without form and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But the Bible says, but the Spirit of God, watches hovered over the face of the waters. Uh, the idea here is that we're seeing what looks to be a bird hovering over the waters. Bird. Uh, most theologians, if not all theologians, uh, con concur that, 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 that the Spirit of God was brooding, almost incubating the very word of the Lord. Do you know that when God said, let there be, it's the Holy Ghost who made let there be, be seen. He's the power behind the voice of God. Mm. 
I, I just want you to see how marvelous this is because here's the Spirit of God acting as a bird. Look at your neighbor and say, the Spirit of God is acting like a bird. If we didn't have any of the other Bible, we wouldn't know how to make or give context to the idea that, that, that the Spirit of God is brooding. He's, he's hovering over the face of the waters. We wouldn't have any other context, and, uh, but, but we know that we do have context to this bird-like spirit. <laughs> Touch your neighbor say it's about to get weird. I want you to hear this. Some of us know that, that I've taught you this, that wherever there's a beginning, there's the Holy Spirit. Uh, wherever God wants to get started with something, there's the Holy Ghost. Uh, wherever God makes a decree, wherever God speaks a word, however the word's going to be applied, it's the Holy Spirit who applies it. Uh, the application of the word of God, the mind of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, the thought of God is all done by the Holy Ghost. And it amazes me that we're in a culture that can't see him. When all the work of, the, of Christendom is done by the Spirit of God. Now, now, now I want to show you something. So, so this bird-like spirit, right? Uh, we see him again, but you just didn't recognize it was him. Uh, the Bible says that when God, the Bible says it repented God that he had made man. For the thoughts and intents of the hearts of men was continued on evil. So God made a decision. He was going to flood the earth, right? He was going to destroy all mankind and every creeping thing, every creature upon the face of the earth. And the Bible says that, that the flood came. You know the story of the man by the name of Noah. The Bible says that Noah found grace in the sight of God. And the Bible teaches me that as, as Noah built that ark, now catch this now, follow me, that as Noah built that ark, when the waters began to recede, he decided to send out a bird. You know this story? The, the, the Bible says that, that when, when, when Noah opened up the windows of the ark, he sent out first a raven, a, a ravenous bird, right? A raven, when there is no food, can find food because it's a scavenger. You, you, you know, a raven. And, and the raven went out. And the Bible says that when that raven went out, it never came back. You know, and I, and I just propose that the raven found carcasses and things upon the face of the waters and it just landed somewhere and started eating because that's what it does. It finds flesh. That's its purpose. When the raven didn't came back, I believe Noah got revelation. I can't send out a raven. I'm going to send out a dove. Let me say that again. He got revelation. If, if I want to know if things are all right, I got to send the dove out. If I need to know if I can start, get going with this thing, I need to send the dove out. Uh, the dove has to precede me. And the Bible says that he sent out the dove, and the dove flew around and came back, waited seven days to send him out. And the next time the dove came back, it had an olive branch in its mouth. And, and some of you are aware of this symbolism. Sometimes you see the symbol in silhouette form of a dove with, with, with an olive branch, which is an indication of peace. How many know that you, people will use that symbol around the world as an indication of peace? And I just want you to see that, that the dove went out, he, he got that olive branch, came back, and the Bible says seven days later, he sent the dove back out, but the dove, when it went back out, it never came back. Most people understand, theologians, people that study the Bible, we want to know, where did that dove land? You know, when you really start studying the Bible, you, you know, you, when, when you've studied as long as I've studied it, I want to know, where did that dove go? 
What happened to that dove? Now, we know what happened to the raven. We know symbolically that raven Kate landed again, but this time he landed at the brook Shereth. Anybody know the brook Shereth? There's a prophet there by the name of Elijah that God said, in the midst of the famine, I've commanded a raven to feed you there. So I know where the raven landed. And never came back, but we see it again. The next time the raven is sent, we see him landing. He's landing where? With Elijah, feeding Elijah there at the brook Shereth. You know, God commanded him there. He's the one who caused famine and rain to, the rain to subside for three years. You know these stories. But where did the dove land? The dove always lands where there's new beginning. Let me introduce it to you. The Bible says, the Bible says that there was a man by the name of John the Baptist who the Bible says was the precursor, the forerunner, to identify when the Messiah would show up, it would be John the Baptist say, that's him. And I just want you to see, follow with me now because I'm taking you down a trail and you've got to really follow this trail because you need to know just how prolific the Holy Spirit truly is. You need to know this. Brother and sister, listen, if you don't know anything at all, if I were to die tomorrow, you need to remember this message because this is a message you have to remember. If you're going to be successful in the kingdom, you've got to know where the Holy Ghost is. You got to know where he is. You got to know what he's doing. You got to know what he's about, right? For him to have influence in your life. Now watch this. So I want you to see that the Bible says that there's a man by the name of John the Baptist. You know that John the Baptist was baptized in the Holy Ghost in the womb of his mother when he was six months in the womb. I may know that John the Baptist slept at the salutation of Mary to her cousin Elizabeth. John the Baptist was baptized in the Holy Ghost. He was born he was born baptized in the Holy Ghost. He, from the moment he took a breath, he was already in the Spirit of God, right? He's the one who's been given the charge to prepare the way for the Lord. He's already doing symbolically what Jesus was going to do because he was already baptizing what? In water. Water, the symbol of the Holy Spirit. Baptizing people into repentance, right? That they may come up a new man, a new woman. Ah, marvelous this stuff is. And the Bible says the people perceived that John the Baptist may be the Messiah. And when he heard that, he said this. John, hearing what he says, he said, listen, hold on a second. I indeed baptize you in water. But there's one coming mightier than I. Whose latchet of his shoe I'm unworthy to untie. And when he comes, he's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Watch this. And with fire. Somebody say with fire. There's Holy Ghost and then there's Holy Ghost with fire. The Bible says that while he was there at the River Jordan baptizing, it was John the Baptist who pointed his finger and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Let me say it again. He said, Behold. He didn't say the Messiah. He didn't say Jesus. He said, Behold. What did he say? The Lamb of God. Jesus is symbolized as a lamb. He's the ewe lamb. He's the paschal lamb. We know that the lamb is a form of purity and innocence. And, and it's something that even in Exodus 29 that was offered daily for the sins of Israel. It's the lamb. And we're all familiar with that. We say, yeah, 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 the, the lamb of God. We, we understand it. He's the, the purity. The, his blood was on, on the post uh, 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 in Israel when God let them out by a mighty hand. We know these stories, right? But watch what happens. 
Just to show you how I believe the Holy Spirit has been obscured in your life. And part of the obscuring is our willful ignorance. And part of our obscuring is because a lot of denominations choose to obscure him. But let me show you where he is. The Bible says that when Jesus came down to be baptized, the scriptures teach that that John the Baptist says, I need to be baptized of you. He said, no, no. Suffer it be so now that all righteous be fulfilled. And so Jesus gave us that, that example of being baptized. So Jesus goes down into the water, and the Bible says, and straightway. So as he's coming up, something else is happening. The heavens are opening. The Bible says the heavens opened. Watch this. And lightning came upon him. Not lightning. Lightning came upon him. Like a beam of light. You ever seen Star Trek? You say, beam me up, Scotty. I mean that. So you can imagine everybody, it's like God is putting the spotlight on his son. Now, now in that spotlight where all attention, all those that came from Judea and Samaria and from all Jerusalem to be baptized of John, they're there at the River Jordan and they're seeing something marvelous happen and a light team, a light came out of heaven and began to shine upon Jesus. And watch this. All of the Gospels, all of the Synoptic Gospels, all four Gospels record this, that the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. Luke records that when that Holy Spirit, watch Luke. Luke says this. The Holy Spirit descended in bodily form. So now this isn't just imagery or symbolatry. This is actual, the, the, the actual expression, the form of the Holy Spirit in a literal bird. He came down like a dove. And just as Jesus is the Lamb of God, the Holy Spirit is the dove. And the Bible says, now watch this. So, so Jesus is coming straight right out of the water, and there's a voice from heaven heard saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And the Bible says, Luke records it, Matthew records it, Mark records it, John records it, that the Spirit of God, the dove, came and rested upon him. You imagine if a dove rested on you? I mean, how would you walk if a dove was on your shoulder and you wanted to keep it there? Think about it for a minute. If there was a, a dove, I mean, a dove, and you, you know, I know some of y'all got parrots, right? I, people have little parrots, and, and the parrot will come, you know, and you'll keep the parrot, and he'll talk to you. And, just, just, you know, you got to be careful when you got a bird on your shoulder, right? So imagine, imagine having, a, having a, 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 the dove on your shoulder, resting on you. H- how would you walk? Carefully. Slowly, deliberately, cautiously. You know, because a dove has a, a particular quality. Yeah, how, how many know that, that, that this is the image? Watch this. I want you to see this in Christian faith. This is the image of a dove landing on a lamb. When, when Jesus says, God is going to send you a alos, a, a, another comforter, he's saying he's going to send one, somebody just like me. I like the way Jesus said it. Behold, I send you forth as, as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore what? Wise as serpents, but what? Harmless as doves. 
So, so here, here's that harmless dove. I, 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 like, I like Nahum. Nahum, if you've never read the prophet Nahum, Nahum in chapter 2 uh, taught us that doves cry. It wasn't Prince's idea. <laughs> Prince got that from the Bible. Because doves cry. And they mourn. One of the most, one of the verses when I was kid, and I've told you this story before, when we were kids, uh, you know, I grew up in my grandfather's church, and at sundry times, uh, uh, particular times, he might point at you and say, stand up and recite a Bible verse, uh, and you better have one ready, otherwise you're going to get your butt whooped. That's the culture I came up in. You know, this, you know, this culture today, man, you got in trouble if you didn't know the Bible, right? And so you always had, you always had a verse in tow, right? A verse that you could remember no matter what the situation. There's only two words, the shortest verse in all the Bible. And we would say, I would say to them, say, Jesus wept. And I'd be weeping after service because they were going, boom, boom, you get it for that. You didn't even leave the church before you got it. You went down to the basement and got it, pow, pow. Now that I'm older, do you know that of, that of all the verses that I've studied, that I'm still studying, it's that verse. It's the shortest verse, but the deepest verse, because the Bible says Jesus wept. And why should he be weeping? He's going there to raise up Lazarus. He's weeping for another reason. It takes a long time to get down to the crux of that. And brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, I'm still studying Jesus wept. Let me tell you, the same way the lamb is, the, the, the lamb, because Jesus said he's going to send you somebody like me. So here's the lamb who can weep, who's innocent, who's pure in every way, shape. The dove is coming in the same representation, and it's landing on him. And I just want you to see that Jesus understood that. Are y'all comprehending that? Have you been walking as though the Spirit of God is on your shoulder? Have we been cognizant of the idea that the spirit comes like a dove and, and you can quench him? The Bible says, and quench not the spirit. This is the admonition of Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5. Or how about Ephesians 4? And grieve not the spirit of God, whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption. Right? We're, we're caused to have, you know, we're, we're supposed to keep him there. You know, he, there he is. I'm just trying to keep him. What you doing? I'm walking in the Holy Ghost, brother. Trying to be real careful what I say, the way I walk. I want to make sure I don't move too fast, speak too soon. I've got to be real careful about the presence of this dove. Yeah. Have you been walking with the dove lately? I mean, the dove, you know, how many know you can spook it, right? You, you, anybody ever seen a dove? You try to go, it flies away. You got to be real careful about how you handle the dove. This is the nature that the Holy Spirit came upon. I want you to see it. This is how he came, this is how he rested. He's the dove. And we can quench him. We can grieve him. We can cause him to mourn. And how do we do that? Well, because we don't understand what he's doing. So can I help you? Can I help you with something? Okay, so you got your Bibles, right? You got your Bible. Well, let me just quote it. Never mind, I'll just quote it. Sometimes I'll take you there, and by the time you get there, it's time for the, me to go home. <laughs> I grew up in a time where you had to memorize the books of the Bible. They gave prizes to you for that. Like you, 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 you would get Christian of the month if you knew all the books of the Bible. You, you, you was big time. 
Uh, let, let me help you. I'll start Ephesians 1. And you have he quickened and made you alive who were dead in your trespasses. Listen, before you even knew Jesus, the Holy Ghost was already at work in you. You didn't even know it was him. He, he was the one stirring you, uh, causing you to be aware of the life that you were living. And you weren't even living it for God. He's the one that caused you to start feeling conviction and you didn't know why. Why do I feel bad about doing the things I've always done? The Holy Ghost was already moving while you were still dead in your own sins. You didn't know nothing about God. You didn't know his name. You didn't know where he was. You didn't know how to find him. But the Spirit of God was already telling you there's a better way. And he was already stirring you. Then then people think that when they came to a point of confession, they think that you came to that confession all by yourself. But let me teach you what the Bible says. That no man, he says, hereby, Paul says, I want you to understand that no man by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. So nobody cursing Jesus has the Spirit of God alive in them. So hereby know that. Anybody you know cursing Jesus, which many people do, just know that the Holy Ghost doesn't reside in that place. That, 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 That he doesn't occupy that dwelling. And you need to know that, know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So you want to know, where's the Holy Ghost? He's right there with you. Come on, the dove landed on you, baby. <laughs> Just get that. Come on, somebody. So, but, but he says that no man, uh, by the Spirit of God, call it Jesus cursed. And he says, and know this, that no man can say, watch this, that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So you can't even form your mouth into faith if it wasn't the Holy Spirit getting your mouth to form that faith to speak that statement. That you need the Holy Spirit to even declare that Jesus is Lord. Y'all get that? How can he be doing so much and you haven't recognized him? Let me just say it again. How can he be doing so much, doing so much, teaching so much, revealing so much, revealing to you the very nature of God and we not understand where that's coming from? Right? So, So I just want you to see that here's the dove. Here's the dove. He's very gentle. And if you don't recognize him, he's not going to cause you to recognize him for yourself. Now now watch this. You want to go a little deeper? I'll quote a passage. It's out out of 1 Peter, first epistle Peter wrote to the church, chapter 1. He says this, knowing this first, that no prophecy in the scriptures of any private interpretation. Now watch what he says. For the prophecy in old time came not by the will of men, watch this, but holy men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That means that every word in the Bible is him. You've heard me say this many years in this church. Every black letter in the church, because we always say, well, that's red letter. Well, what about the black letter? The black letter is the Holy Ghost. I mean, yeah, 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 you can clap. I mean, that, that, that's the Holy Ghost. So just, I'm just kind of winding this up. I'm trying to bring you to a place of recognition. Every letter in the Bible is the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. The Bible says, and all Scripture, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is proper for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, righteousness, that the man of God may be what? Perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That means all of the words of the Bible are the Holy Spirit. So, 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 so what? So let, let me now. Let me get to the text. You thought, where were you going, brother? Let me get to the text. Jesus, says, I'm I'm going to pray the Father to send you another Comforter. 
Somebody just like me. Somebody that's the exact same representation of me. So profound this is that the Bible says that you have, by the Spirit of God, the very mind of Christ. How many know you have the mind of Christ? That's profound. Now, I'm not saying you give it mind, but you have the mind if you walk in the Spirit, right? If you walk in the Spirit, you know, there you If I walk in the Spirit, I have the mind. If I walk in myself, I have flesh, and flesh is death. But I have a spiritual mind. I have life and peace. So listen carefully. So I want you to see that Jesus says he's going to send to you somebody that's exactly me. And when he comes, listen, when he comes, listen, he's going to be, it's another comforter. He's, he's another comforter. He's the exact same representation of me. So literally I can say to every one of us today, we walk with Jesus. We, we, we love to say, if Jesus were here, this thing wouldn't be happening. If Jesus was present, he would speak to a thing. If Jesus were here, that, that thing wouldn't be going on, and this thing would be a lot better. Your problem is you haven't given recognition to, to the alos, to the comforter, the, the, the dove that sits on you. That's the exact same representation. He's going to do what Jesus does. He's going to say what Jesus says. He's going to move as Jesus moves. He's going to think as Jesus thinks. He's going to do everything Jesus, and he's right there on your shoulder. He rests on you. Better yet, I would say he's deep down inside. He's in our belly, right? He's deep. He's, he's deeper than on your shoulder. He's on the inside. But I want you to catch this. Now listen, watch, watch how this works. So here's the dove, the alos, the, 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 the another. I say alos. It's the Greek for the word another. The exact same representations on me. Jesus, and when he comes, when he comes, he's going to teach you all things. Now watch. And he's going to bring to you remembrance of everything I've spoken unto you. So I want you to see in a very practical way, the disciples are having to scribe the words of Jesus, to attribute to Jesus that which he said. Do you know that when you read the Gospels, there's red letters, and they're saying to you, those apostles are saying to you, this is what Jesus said. And they wrote it some 50, 60, 70 years after his death. You say, well, how did they remember dove caused them to remember how many are glad that when you come to church we have the whole testament we we, we have the beginning to the very end we have the book of genesis and the book of revelation we have the full counsel of the word of god it's right there on your lap and you know how it got it because the holy spirit called the disciples to remember every word that jesus spoke somebody say amen to that that every word that Jesus spoke, think of all the things that he said. It's written now because the Spirit caused them to remember. Isn't that amazing? And I'm just speaking in a very natural sense. How many of you know that if I asked you what I said last Sunday, you couldn't even remember what I preached about? Unless the Spirit of God helps you. Some of you don't even remember what you did last night. Much less write a book about it. Now catch it. Here's the dove causing the disciples to write down the words that Jesus spake. That's why the Bible says that every single word is given by inspiration. The words of Jesus have its attribute, have its power, have its source in the Holy Ghost. 
Listen, brothers and sisters, do you, know, do you know that the life of Jesus is nothing but the life of the Spirit of God revealed in a man? He was born by the Holy Spirit. He walked in the Holy Spirit. He died by the Holy Spirit. He rose by the Holy Spirit. Do you all not get that? How many know you were born of the Spirit? For that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. I've been born again. I am a spiritual man now. I'm a spiritual creature, right? And I walk in the Spirit. I live in the Spirit. I'm going to die in the Spirit. I'm going to rise by the Spirit. In the same way Jesus lived, I'm going to live. Why? Because the same Spirit that's in him is the same Spirit that lives in me. I'm going to say amen to that. So now let me ask you a question. If the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, we like to say 39, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, 44 writers. No, brother. Been one writer. And he's not a man. He's the dove. He wrote it. And if the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, who better than to teach you the Bible? Let me, let me say that again. If the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, and we know emphatically that the Bible teaches that he did. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. Now, he might, he, there's inspiration nonetheless, but it's the Holy Spirit who writes the Bible. Who better to teach you what the Bible really means but the Holy Ghost? Do, do you know that when you open up your Bible, you commune with God? Just want to give emphasis here because I want you to know that he's the great teacher. You want to talk with God? He's, he's already speaking. You, you want to have conversation with God? He's already spoke some words. He's already wrote it down. When you read your Bible, you commune with God. And what the Holy Spirit says, I promise you that if you read it, I'll make these words come alive. I'll inspire the words to you. And how many of you know we need inspiration when we read the word? Because it's asking you to do things you don't want to do. I'll say it like this. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The Bible says dividing asunder between soul and spirit. You know, the, your soul and your spirit, your, 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 your soul has all those emotions and passions and things. Do you know that the, the word of God can cut right between what you think and what God knows? Let me say that one more time for some of you that had an experience. And now because of your experience, you attribute your experience back to God. God is not God because you experienced something. You know, there's a lot of people today went through some hardship, something, and they shake their fist at God because they think God isn't God because you went through some hardship. You're upset because somebody in your family died prematurely or in an untimely way, and now you're wondering, well, where was God? That's where the word comes to divide between the soul and the spirit so that you won't fall into the depths of your emotion because I may know your emotions can ruin you. I, I don't want you to serve God out of your emotions. I want you to serve God out of the Holy Ghost. Where there's inspiration, where there's life, where there's vitality, where there's strength, right? Where there's, where there's innumerable amounts of power because the Holy Spirit is the dunamis. He's the power of the kingdom. I want you worshiping out of inspiration. I want you to pray in inspiration. I want you to walk in inspiration. I want you to see in inspiration. I want you to pray that way. I want you to look that way. I want you to operate that way with God through the Spirit of God. Let me say amen to that. I mean, that's good teaching. 
That's good teaching. You say, well, how do I get that inspiration? Here it is. He's already talking. Here's what God promises. If you read this, this is, this, this is the promise of the kingdom. If you read this, you're communing with me. And I promise to you that I'll make these pages come alive. I'll illuminate them. I'll take a scripture and embed it so deep in your spirit that you're going to eat off that word. You're going to live by this. It's going to be your everything. And, And people that read their Bible under the inspiration are addicted to that. Do you know how addicting it is to talk to God? You you know how marvelous it is for the impartation of the mind of God to be given to you simply by reading the Bible? He's the great teacher. He promises to do this. Now, 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 let me help somebody here. Let me help somebody here. How how many know that that, that when that dove, when that dove, watch this, the the, the dove, let me show you how the dove talks, right? So the dove landed on Jesus, right? He's, He's coming out the water and the dove's on him. And what do you think the dove tells Jesus? Come on, I won't take you somewhere. Well, where are we going? Going to enemy's camp. What do you mean enemy's camp? Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go out into the wilderness. We're going to confront the enemy. Do, do, do you know that's the first time the enemy had ever been confronted? Lucifer had ever been confronted that way? We're always talking about the devil attacking, but what about us attacking? Well, what about us going out and speaking to him and saying, no way, baby, not here, not now. Uh, Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when the devil tempted him, watch what happens. When the devil tempted him, what did Jesus say? As it is written. No, 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 don't don't talk about that's Jesus. No, no, no. Uh, Jesus is a man. Everything he knows, he knows because the Spirit is revealing it to him. Now, now he has access to the scriptures. He's old enough to go read the Bible. He knows what it says, but he may not know the application of what's being written. But it's the Spirit of God who says, this is why that word was written for this particular occasion. This is how you use it. And I love what Jesus says when the devil says, why don't you turn these stones into bread? You know, he fasted 40 days for night. The Bible says he wasn't hungry. The devil came and said, well, if you truly are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And what did Jesus say? Men shall not live by bread alone. But what did he say? But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's that dove talking. That's that dove talking. You, you, you know what I love about the disciples? In all the times that I saw the disciples move with Jesus, they never once quoted the scriptures. And maybe rightly so, they walked with the word. I mean, what do you need the word for if you're walking with the word? <laughs> Whatever he says is the word. Right? And like Jesus said, I'm the Lord of the harvest. Well, why do your disciples eat, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, well, I'm the Lord of the harvest, man. They can pluck corn. If David ate showbread, my disciples can eat some corn. Come on, somebody. But I want you to hear this, that, that, the, that the Bible tells me that the disciples never spoke or quoted the word of God in any instance, in any case, during the times in which they communed with Jesus. But watch this, after the Holy Ghost fell. 
Y'all remember this day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost falls, and everybody wants to know what's going on. What's happening here? What does Peter do? He stands up and says, let me tell you what the Bible says. The prophet Joel prophesied this, that in the last days, do you not see how beautiful it is to have that dove? That, that, that if we can begin to turn our attention back to the work of that dove, to expound that scripture, to remind us of that word, to help us to walk as Jesus. Do you know that when you read the word, the Holy Spirit promises to impart to you the nature and character of Christ? The more you read the Bible, the more you become like Jesus. And the Spirit says, I promise you, you will. Now, now, now if you want to be like Jesus, you're going to go home and read your word. If you don't want to be like Jesus, you'll just keep doing what you're doing. But I'm here to tell you the work of the believer is to manifest the the image and likeness of God here on this earth. You've been made for that reason. We are made in the likeness and image of God. We are made to look and act like God here on earth. And that's what I intend to do. Somebody say amen to that. We need that scripture. We need that dove. So just imagine for a moment that the dove is with you. Just imagine, just, just think. If the dove descended out of heaven and landed on you, rested on you, how can we live, live our lives obscuring that presence? He's the sum total of everything you will ever be in the kingdom of God. He's the will of God. He's the mind of God. He's the heart of God. He's resting on you. He's speaking to you. He's talking to you. He ministers to you. He helps you. Do you know that the Bible says that he can moan and groan and, uh, for you in ways that can't even be uttered? Do you know that he's your intercessor? Do you know that he's working in you? Do you know that he's moving you? Do you know that he's the power of God? That everything Jesus did, he can do. And he's going to cause you to work as he works. Move as he moves. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the great teacher. Think of all the sum that you know about God. That's the Holy Ghost, and you haven't even given him no attention. Let me say that again. Think of everything you think you know about God or perceive about God. It's the Holy Ghost that gave it to you. And you haven't even been mindful of it. Now just imagine if you turn your face and acknowledge that he's there. He's the dove. Just just imagine how radical your life would become. Just imagine how real your faith would become if you acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is resting on you. Y'all got that? Somebody say amen to that. That's profound stuff. I don't know how interested you are in this message, but I know I'm preaching the message I was sent to preach. So let 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 me quote a few more verses for you. For what man knoweth the spirit of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no man knoweth the things of God, but by the spirit of God. And you've been not given the spirit of the world, but you've been given the spirit of God. That you might know the things that are freely given to you of God. Paul said, which things we speak? Not in the words that man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And you see, the natural man cannot receive the things of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are what? Spiritually discerned. 
Do, do you know the privilege of seeing God? Do you understand that we know the deep things of God? We are privy to the mind of God. Do you know how rich that is? Oh, I wish somebody would lay hold of that. Do you know how, how rich you are in the kingdom because you have a vessel, a person called the Holy Ghost on the inside of you showing you that is the Father. This is who He is. You've got a personal assistant in your walk in faith. And I'm so glad that the Holy Ghost dwells in me because He's showing me that. He's showing me that. He's a reason why I even have faith and can use faith to any degree. He's the person who's revealed to me the Son because it's through the Spirit that I see the Son. And because I see the Son, I see the Father. He's the one that's with me. He's the one that talks to me. He's the one that illuminates me. He's the one that helps me understand things I can't understand. He's the one that when I go into my prayer closet and say, Holy Spirit, I got a question about the Father. He's the one that makes the answer and the reply to that. He's the one that shows me things about God I could never know. He's the one that reveals. He's the one that opened my eyes. He's the one that keeps my faith alive. He's the one that helps me to do the will of God. He's the one that wakes me up in the middle of the night saying, something I want to talk to you about. He's the one that's speaking to me and talking to me and helping me and grooming me and helping me to become the image of Christ. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost. Come on, send it with me now. I got I to end. Send it with me now. Send it with me now. I got to end. But I just want you to know, I want you to stand and I want you to think that uh, the, 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 the dove landed on you. Mary, that dove's on you, Mary. Yeah, so walk carefully. Daniel, that dove's on you, so walk carefully. I want you to hear Luke. The Spirit of the Lord descended in bodily form like a dove. It's not a symbol. It's not a sign. It's not some aberration. The Spirit of God landed like a dove and was a dove when it rested on Jesus. He was a dove, a real dove, a cooing dove, a mourning dove, a dove that can weep. A dove that is sensitive. And it landed on Jesus. A dove landed on the lamb. Do you see the compatibility there? I say in order for you to walk with the dove, you've got to be a lamb. I'll give it to you like this. Jesus said that we are led like sheep to the slaughter. But the Bible says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Brother and sister, do you know the level of sensitivity it takes to awaken yourself to the work of the Spirit of God? And that part of our obscuring of His work has been our negligence, our willful negligence of His abiding, of his abiding principles, right? Now, you may be ignorant today. Maybe you didn't know the Spirit of God descended like a dove. Maybe you don't know His nature or His heart. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the first time you're hearing that. And to you, I want to I open your eyes to the work of the Holy Spirit. But to the rest of us, we know who He is. He lives in us. He dwells in us. He, he rests upon us. So I want you to think about that. I want you to, when you're in a conversation this week, I want you to think that the Holy Ghost is right there just sitting on your shoulder. You know, Dove. And if I say something, you know, unbecoming, something unruly, I, I, I can grieve him. He'll start to mourn right there on my shoulder. I, I want you to think about the Spirit of God. I don't want him to be obscured anymore in your life. I want you to know who you walk with and why you walk with him. I, I want you to be uh, enthusiastic into, into the word of the Lord because when you read it, you commune with God. It's like having a conversation with the Lord and the Spirit will move behind those pages and begin to illuminate them. You'll begin to perceive more and see more. It's how we feed our spirit. 
our spirit, our human, our, our spirit that we were born again with and how it communes with God, the real spirit, the Holy Spirit. I want you to just, if you can, just for a moment, just to rest for a moment. And I want you to perceive him. Just perceive him. Holy Spirit. Just perceive him. He's with you. The Bible says, know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Just perceive him. Maybe you can start right now just by thanking him. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for teaching me. Thank you for teaching me all that I know about the Father. Thank you for helping me to know things I couldn't know unless you helped me. Holy Spirit, the world can't see the Father. The world can't know him. Jesus said the world can't know the Father. How could they know him? This is, you have to see me to see him. Jesus says no man has seen the Father but the Son. And if you've seen me, you've seen him. Holy Spirit, we thank you today. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your work in me. I thank you for making me alive. I thank you for causing me to be enthusiastic into the things of God. I thank you for the inspiration that you give me to live for Christ. I thank you for enduing me with, with abilities and gifts, talents that I might use to glorify the Father. I thank you for stirring in me and moving in me and showing me. Oh, I hope I'm not the only one praying. I, I pray you're praying too. Oh, come on, church. I, I don't want him to be obscured no more. I want you to know how you got here. I want you to know who it was. Jesus says, I can't walk with you no more. I've got to leave you. I don't, I don't want your heart to be troubled. Don't be afraid. I, I want you to know that I'm going I'm to pray the Father and he's going to send you another comforter. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to walk with you. He's going to show you. He's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. You're not going to be by yourself. And because he's there with you, I'm there too. Because he's the alos. He's the anon. He's the, he's the one just like me. He, he's, he's going to speak my mind and speak my will and speak my heart he's going to show you the father the father's heart the father's will the father's purpose in that thing you're not going to see the world as circumstance you're going to see the world as god you're not going to fall prey to all the attacks of the enemy you're the one going to be doing the attacking you know church we speak of the curse but what about the blessing let me say it again. We speak about people speaking cursings, but are we all the more active in speaking the blessing? Do you know that you have the power and ability to speak for God? Mom and dad, you can bless your children. You have that authority, and the enemy can't break that. No, he can't. Let me say that again to somebody. Mom and dad, you got the power to bless. Do you know that when you bless, the enemy can't, can't break that blessing? Ah. Oh. Mom and dad, you have the power to lay your hands on and declare favor and declare goodness and all of the things that God already is. The enemy can't break that up. The enemy can't disturb that. That's your faith declaring the naturehood of God, the nature of the Father. And I declare it over you. I declare God's goodness over your life. And if you were wise, you'd lift up your hands and say, I receive that in faith. 
in knowledge of knowing that the enemy cannot disturb the character of God. The Bible says when we're faithless, he remains faithful for that's his character. God cannot deny himself. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit, cause me to see my world spiritually. Cause me to look around. I don't need natural eyes. I got, I got, I've been looking naturally my whole life. I need spiritual eyes. I need to see the world. Holy Spirit, teach me to see spiritually. Can somebody pray that right now? Let me just take you through some things. Holy Spirit, teach me to see spiritually. Close these natural eyes, but open up spiritual ones. Yeah. Help me, help me to see spiritually. To close these natural eyes and see spiritually. Check this out. Help me to think spiritually. Help me to think spiritually. Yeah, see, when I think spiritually, I tie into life and peace. If I think naturally, I tie into death. See, the enemy wants you thinking death. God wants you thinking life and peace. Right? That's that dove, right? That dove comes and he, you know, remember he had that olive branch in his mouth? <laughs> and we say that that, that, that that olive branch in the, dove, of the mouth of that dove is a sign of peace. Well, let him be the sign. It's not just a symbol. It's a reality. You can be at peace today. We say, how can that be at peace? The peace is this. God's already remedied your situation. God's already provided for your thing. God's already done it. God works from the end. <laughs> how marvelous this is. Listen, this is knowledge, right? This is, this is saying, Father, Holy Spirit, help me to think spiritually. Will you tell him that? Holy Spirit. Help me to think spiritually. Help me to meditate spiritually. Somebody getting that? Right? Help me to see spiritually. Help me to think spiritually. Now watch. You ready? You there? Are y'all saying that? Holy Spirit, I just want you to be aware that he's the one you're supposed to be talking to. Because I spend my days, my nights, my prayers talking to the Holy Ghost. That's who I talk to in prayer. I ended in Jesus' name, but the conversation is with the Holy Spirit. Y'all need to know that. That, that, that. that He's the one walking with me. Jesus does not walk with me physically. The Holy Spirit walks with me physically. Jesus isn't holding my hand. The Holy Ghost is holding my hand. <laughs> I know that sounds odd. Somebody was hearing that thing and what are you saying, preacher? I'm teaching you what the Bible teaches. Jesus says, listen, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send you someone. And I've received him. Holy Spirit, take over my life. Holy Spirit, teach me. Holy Spirit, help me to see. Help, help me to think. Holy Spirit, help me. Now watch this. Holy Spirit, help me to do spiritually. Here we go. Help me to do spiritually. Help me to speak to the problem, declare the problem, believe for the problem by the mind of Christ. <laughs> Through the heart of the Spirit. Is anybody praying that with me? I, I, I feel like I'm praying alone. I don't know why. I, 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 I want you to pray this. I want you to pray, Holy Spirit, take over this vessel. Yes, Holy Spirit, take over this vessel. Uh, you are not obscure to me. You're my everything. 
You're not hidden from my view. You're plain in my view. I can see you plainly. Holy Spirit, live in me, work in me, do in me, empower me, inspire me. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Will, will you lift your hands right where you are and worship the Holy Spirit just for a minute? Just start thanking Him. Let's start there. Just start thanking Him. Dan, you got a song? Let, 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 let's sing. I'm going to give a chance. The Spirit of God's going to move. Speak in His house. Talk in His house. Work in His house. How appropriate. How appropriate. <laughs> you see, the Holy Spirit is talking. Let, let me let me let me read. <laughs> How marvelous. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Tap, tap yourself and say, that's me. What, what did Jesus say? I am, I am the vine. You are the branches. Ah. Jesus said, if I abide in you and you abide in me, the same bear forth much fruit that the Father may be glorified. Ah. Now listen. He says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Oh. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Tap yourself, that's me. The Spirit of wisdom, listen, and understanding. Tap yourself. The Spirit is speaking. Speaking through tongue to tell you, listen, this is divine. This is, this is the agency of God. This is the atmosphere of heaven. What is he telling you? That there'll be a spirit of wisdom and understanding in you. 
Look what it says. The spirit of counsel and might. For it's not by, not by power, nor by might. Am I saying that right? But by my spirit, say the Lord. It's not by power, nor, nor by might, but by my spirit, say the Lord. He says, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. And he shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But the Bible says, but with righteousness. Did you hear that? I just, I just told you, pray, Holy Spirit, open my eyes that I might see spiritually, not naturally. Let my mind begin to perceive. L listen, the Spirit is speaking to us. Uh, 